Okay, this share should be a zuchus for Fushleima for all the Jews in Klaistro who are affected by the virus. It should be a zuchus for all the Jews, families that are in quarantine. It should be a zuchus for all of Klaistral. There should be no more illness. HaKadosh Baruch should bring the Geulah Bimher of Yemenu. In order to discuss this topic of how exactly to fulfill the mitzvah of Zachar if a person is in quarantine, we first have to go through the basics for the mitzvah of Zachar in general, and then we'll get, get back to the, um, how, you know, the creative solutions that we can have for um, what a person is supposed to do if they can't make it to shul to hear Zachar. So we'll go through Be'ezer Hashem, the Makar, for uh, reading Parsha Zachar, the way that we do, what's the purpose of this mitzvah, what's the nature of this mitzvah, if women are obligated in this mitzvah of Zachar, when exactly is it supposed to be done, does Zachar need a minion in order to be accomplished, you know, what, what do you have to say exactly in order to be Yotze, can you say Zachar from Chumash, do you need a Sefer Torah specifically, and then Be'ezer Hashem will go through, what do you do for a person who can't make it to Shul. Okay, so for start, what is the Makar for Zachar? What's the basis for this mitzvah? So if you take a look at the Sifra in Parshas, uh, Parshas Bechukosai, the Sifra points you, he, the, uh, the Sifra explains the uh, Psukim in Kiseitse, the Psukim of Zachar, where the Psukim in Kiseitse, Perachav, hey, Pasukit Zayin, say, Zachar is Hashir HaSolach Remember that which Amalek did. But then at the very end of those Psukim, what, what did the Psukim say famously? Timcha es Zechar Amalek, you shouldn't forget. So wait a second, what's going on over here? Why does the Torah say, don't forget, but it also says, remember. What's the purpose over here? So what the Sefra explains is that is a mental note. The Torah is saying, don't forget this. This is something you have to do. Embed this in your minds. Make sure not to forget this. Store this in your personal and your uh, and your national conscience. But... When the Torah says Zachar, what's the Torah getting at? This is something you actually have to verbalize. You have to verbalize something. What do you have to verbalize? So that's actually up for discussion. If you look at the Ramban al Torah, the Ramban on those second right away says, I'm not exactly sure what you're supposed to be saying over here, but I'll tell you what I think you're supposed to do. And he gives a suggestion. And then ultimately he says, he says what he thinks the mitzvah is. He says the mitzvah, he thinks is, is that you're supposed to tell over to your kids, don't forget this. Amalek did this really terrible thing. We have a mitzvah to destroy them. And so that's why we have to remember this. For the Ramban, it's all about remembering what Amalek did and that therefore we have a mitzvah to wipe out Amalek. Similarly, somewhat similarly, is the Rambam. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs, and, and also the Rambam in Chilchus uh, Malachim. The Rambam in, in uh, Sefer Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs say Kofetas, that's where he says that we're supposed to arouse this hatred in ourselves. We're supposed to keep the hatred, keep the sinna alive in ourselves. That we're supposed to arouse ourselves with these psukim in order to ultimately do battle. And when you look in the Sefer, when you look at the Rambam in Hilchas Malachim, interesting that that's where he has the mitzvah of Zachar. And that's the parak actually, where he discusses Muhammad's mitzvah, discusses the Muhammad, the mitzvah to uh, wipe out the seven nations. After the, that mitzvah, after the discussing mitzvah, the very next mitzvah, the very next halacha, the Rambam says, V'chein mitzvah and likewise, there's a mitzvah to say to wipe out um, Zechar and Malik. And Shenemar, 
And then there's a mitzvah to remember this constantly, the terrible things that they did, in order so that we keep that hatred, we arouse that hatred, we keep the hatred alive. In other words, again, the Rambam seems to link this idea of Zachar is very much interconnected with what it's supposed to segue into the Muhammad to wipe out Amalek. Now, interestingly, is the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch says, by the way, and that's why women are excluded from this mitzvah. The women are excluded from the mitzvah of Zachar. Why? They're excluded from the mitzvah of Zachar because the whole purpose of Zachar is that it leads into Muhammad. And so if there's no mitzvah for women to do Muhammad with a Malik, therefore they have no mitzvah to do Zachar. Now, interestingly, the Maril Diskin disagrees. The Maril Diskin actually says the women do have an obligation in Zachar because they are obligated in the mitzvah of Mechias, of, uh, of, uh, of, Amalek, of wiping out Amalek. So, then wait a second. What's the Sefer HaChinuch mean then? Why would anybody think that women are excluded from the mitzvah of Muhammad? In fact, there are Gemaras that say that when there's a Muhammad, everyone's got to get out and, and help. So, what the, what the Avni Nezer explains, if you take a look in the Shalas of Jewish, Avni Nezer, the Avni Nezer explains where the Sefer HaChinuch is coming from. This is in Chelek Archaim, Simon Tav Koftes, where the Avni Nezer says that wiping out Amalek, killing Amalek, is a mitzvah to say Shazman Grama. It's a time-bout mitzvah. Why is it a time-bout mitzvah? Because you can't do it on Shabbos. If, you get, if, you, if you're confronted with an Amaleki on Shabbos, you don't compromise on Shabbos in order to kill the Amaleki. And so, therefore, it's a time-bout mitzvah. If it's a time-bout mitzvah, women are excluded. And so, therefore, this explains the chinuch. This explains the idea that if women are excluded from the mitzvah of, of uh, wiping out Amalek, therefore they are excluded from the mitzvah of Zachar. Okay, now, that's as far as the basic makar for the, for the mitzvah of, of Zachar. That's as far as the basic nature of this mitzvah of Zachar, what exactly we're trying to do. Now, wait a second then. When is Zachar supposed to be done? We know when we do it, but when are you supposed to do it? So interestingly, note the Lushan of the Rambam. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah said, that what is the mitzvah? That we're supposed to say this all the time. And if you look at the Rambam Hilchas Malachim, he's pretty consistent. He says, You're supposed to recall this constantly. So it sounds like for the Rambam, this is not a once a year thing. Not only that, that's the Rambam. If you look at the Sefer HaChinuch, what he says is even more interesting. What the Sefer HaChinuch says, the El Hazachira Hazos, Belev, Ubepe, this Zachir that we're talking about, Zaman Bashana, Obayom. I don't know that if there's a set time of the year or by day, like you find by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We know that Zachir is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, something we're supposed to do every single day. I don't know that, that there is such a thing when it comes to Zachar. But, says the Sefer Chinuch, I know that the idea over here is, is that you're not supposed to forget um, about what Amalek did. And so therefore, you got to make sure that either once a year or once every two or three years, you do Zachar. You have to make sure to recall this. Okay, so according to the Rambam, it's constant. According to the Sefer Chinuch, it's something that you do just to make sure that you don't forget uh, once a year, once every two or three years. But then you look at the smack. When you look at the smack, the smack says... This is in Mitzvah Kuf Mem Zayin. The Smak says that the Mitzvah of Zachar says Shir Tzal Lacham Aleik. 
that the, the mitzvah to to Liz Kormaisamalik is the Shabbos Shalifne Purim Shumaskin Parsha Zachar. Says that's the, the mitzvah that we do it on the Shabbos before Purim. That's the mitzvah of Zachar. So the question is, where's that coming from? Why would it need to be the Shabbos before Purim? And in fact, if you take a look at the Mishabura, the Mishabura in Tafresh Pei over there, the Mishabura gives you an explanation that is based on the, these psukim of Niskar Vinasim in Megillah. That we know that, that in the Megillah's Esther it says that Niskarim Vinasim, Vayom Ha'ela Niskarim Vinasim. So you see that there's supposed to be the Zechira of Amalek before the Maisa of Amalek. Now what's the idea over here? So take a look at the Lavash. If you look in the Lavash, this is Ramar Chayafe. We've discussed him in the past. Ramar Chayafe um, was, he, he came along and he, take, he took a look at what the Rav Yosef Kara did. Rav Yosef Kara wrote the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef was supposed to go through all of Shas and gather together and distill the Psach using the Riv, the Rambam, the Rush, and giving you Psach but it's pretty lengthy. So as a Chazara Sefer, the Rav Yosef Kara wrote the Shulchan Aruch. So the Lavosh took a look at what the Beis Yosef did, and the Lavosh said, well, the Beis Yosef is too long, and the Shulchan Aruch is too concise. So I have to write a work that's just in the middle, that's just perfect, that gives you enough background to understand what's going on in the sugya, but also gives you very concise psakim. So that's why he wrote the Lavush. So this is the Mordechai. Mordechai was a Talmud of the uh, Marami Rutenberg. Um, he was tragically uh, murdered in the Rheinfleisch. So the Lavush writes the idea over here. He says, if you would have asked me, the truth of the matter is, is that it doesn't really make sense that we do Zachar when we do it. If you would have asked me, I would have said to do it in ear. Why would I have said to do it in ear? Because that's when the Muhammad with, with Amalek was. The Muhammad with Amalek was in ear, so why don't we do Zakhar then? The answer is, is that there is no set time during the year, at least on a Darius level. But it was given over to the hands of Chazal to determine if there should be a time during the year to do this. And so in the times of Mordechai, Mordechai and his Bezdin got together and they said, it makes a lot of sense to do um, Zakhar right before Purim. And that's what we have in the Megillah. When the Megillah says, Nizkarim v'nasim, we should recall and we should do. So we have the Zecher for Amalek first, that's Parsha Zecher. And then subsequent, we have Purim, the story of Purim, where Amalek is actually wiped out. Okay, so just to keep track of, wh- of where we are. For starters, we discussed the basic Makar for Parsha Zachar, for the idea of Zachar, that we pointed to the Sifra in Parsha's Bechukosai, where we see that the Pasuk says Zachar and Lo Tishkach. Lo Tishkach is something that's mental. Zachar is something that you're supposed to verbalize. What's the nature of this mitzvah? We discussed the Rambam and the Ramban. The idea of this mitzvah is, is that it's something that's supposed to ultimately culminate with wiping out Amalek physically. And because of that, the, the uh, Sefer Chinuch thought that women are excluded from this mitzvah. The Avni Nezer explained that that's because it's a mitzvah, therefore women are excluded from war, and if they're excluded from Muhammad, then therefore they're excluded from Zakhar. And Maril Diskin disagreed with that because he thinks the women are included in the mitzvah to do war. Okay, fine. But either way, Zakhar is something that culminates with, um, with Muhammad Samalik, with wiping out Amalek. When exactly is Zakhar supposed to be done? So we talked about the opinion of the Rambam, the Rambam says, Bechol Eis Ve'es, or Liz Kortamid Ba'asav. You find in the Sefer Chinuch, he says, there is no set time. I don't know of any set time, but you could just kind of make sure that you don't forget once every year, once every two or three years. But then we get to the Smak. The Smak says, you do it before Purim. 
what's the idea to do before Purim? So then we have the Mishabura, we have the Lavush. The Lavush brings home this idea that it makes sense that really there is no set time on the rise level. But that the Bezdin, Mordechai got together with his Bezdin, and they established it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that this is something that we should be doing right before Purim. We are linking the ideas of, of wiping out Amalek. And so that's what we have in the Megillah, Nizkarim Vinazim. Okay, so now, now let's, now let's just try to figure out for a few minutes, does, does doing Zachar, does the, the reading of Zachar require a minion? So this is actually interesting. This is where we get to the Valetos' perspective and the Russian Brachos. If you recall, there's a famous story in Brachos and Dachvim Zayinu Aveiz. The Gemara there discusses the story of Meister Berebi Eliezer. The Gemara says that there was one time Rebbe Eliezer went to shul and there was there wasn't a minion. They were just short of one of one fellow to, to be in the minion. And well, it was a good thing Rebbe Eliezer had his slave, he had his Evet Kanani on handy, and so he freed him. He freed him in order to make him a Ben Chorim so that he could join to make the minion. So the Gemara says, how could he possibly do that? How could he free his slave? I thought the Pasuk says, you are forever supposed to use the Evet Kanani as a slave. How could you possibly free him? How could he possibly compromise on this mitzvah say of in order to make the minion? So the Gemara explains, well, ultimately the Gemara says, mitzvah the rabbim shani. The mitzvah for the rabbim, for the tzibor, is different. So the Rishonim tried to figure out, what does that mean, mitzvah the rabbim shani? So the rush on the spot, the rush over there in Brachos, if you take a look at the, in the rush, this is the rush um, in Tarek Zion over there, in uh, Simen Chaf. The rush says, what's the mitzvah the rabbim that we're talking about over here? Well, first of all, there is a mitzvah to sanctify, to, to, to sanctify God's name. There's a mitzvah of Vinak Dashi B'Zoch B'nei Yisrael, that, that HaKash Baruch Hu is supposed to be sanctified through Klai Yisrael. How do we do that? We do that by getting a minute together and doing things of Kedusha. So says the rush, and this is the this is the part that we need. The rush says, "Don't tell me that it means in this gemara that they were getting together to make a minion in order to do parsha zachar. Don't tell me that it, that we needed to be doing something that's a daraisa like that. Even if they were getting together to do something that's darabanan to do something like saying baruchu." That also would have been grounds enough to free his slave in this case. That's also considered to be a mitzvah the rabbin. In other words, then, according to the rush, what do you see? You see that the mitzvah of zachar is a din daraisa, and that you need a minion when you do this mitzvah. Now, do you see quite from the rush that you need a that you need a minion in order on a daraisa level that biblically you need the minion there in order to perform the mitzvah? I didn't really see it so much, but the Chuma Sedeshin did. If you take a look, the Chuma Sedeshin, that's from Yisrael Israelin, Yisrael Israelin. Interesting, the Rush, there are gloss, there are, there are Hagos on the Rush, the Hagos Ashri. The Hagos Ashri is, is the great grandfather of the Chuma Sedeshin. The Chuma Sedeshin is from Yisrael Israelin. He is a uh, Talmud of a Talmud of the Merutenberg. So the Chuma Sedeshin says that if you take a look at that Rush, it's clear from that rush that you need a minion in order to perform, in order to accomplish the mitzvah of Zachar and a level Daraisa. That's what he takes out from that rush. Not only that, the Trumas Adeshin goes so far as to say that if you have an option, that if you're in a small little village and you don't have a minion or you don't have a way of performing, of, of fulfilling the mitzvah of Megillah with a minion, and you have one of two options, you can either go in to the big city in order to spend um, Shabbos with them to do Parshish Zachar, 
with a minion, or you can go in later to do uh, to to go. You go in later to the big city in order to get mikra megillah with a minion. The the truma suggestion says, I know the common practice is that everyone is going in to the big city to do megillah with a minion. That's not the way that it should be. Really, you see from here that zakhar is it in the raisa that you need. That it's not just that zakhar is it in the raisa. You need a minion on a raisa level. And that's what you see from this rush, and therefore it's much more important to make sure that you go into the big city to have the minion for Parsha Sakhar than to go in to, to the big city to, to hear the Megillah with a, with a minion. So that's the opinion of the rush, or at least the rush as is understood by the Truman Sedeshan, that according to the rush, you need a minion in order to be able to accomplish Zakhar. Now, we do already know, we mentioned briefly before, the opinion of the Balatosis in Megillah Daphne Gimel. The Balatos in, uh, in, excuse me, in Brachos, Daphne Gimel and Aleph, or the, or the opinion of Balatos in Megillah, Daphne Zainam Abayz, that's where they mentioned that Zachar is one of the only Kriya Satoras that's a Dindaraisa. Now, obviously, if you're performing Kriya Satora, we know that from the Gemara Megillah, Daphne uh, Gimel and Abayz, there, the Gemara, the mission over there gives you a whole list of things that are Davash Abakdushas. These are things that, because they are Davash Abakdushas, they require a meaning to be done. What's on the list? One of the things that's on the list is Kriya Satora. So you need a minion in order to be able to, to perform, in order to do Kriya Satora. And that's actually how we pass in the Shulchan Aruch, um, in uh, Arachaim Kufim Gimel. Um, in in Simon Kufim Gimel, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that you need a minion in order to perform, in order to do Kriya Satora. Okay, but either way, that's the opinion of the Rush. Now, remember, this is the Rush as understood by the Truman Sedeshin. The Rambam apparently disagreed, right? The Rambam seems to say this is something that you're telling yourself constantly, or the Ramban, this is something that you're telling over to your kids. It doesn't seem like you need a minion for them. So, how do we Paskin, though? So, if you take a look in the Shulchan Aruch, in Arachaim, Tafresh Pehe Sif Zain, the Shulchan Aruch says, Yesh Omrim Shaparshis Zachar Uparshis Paraduma Chayavim Lakaram Mida Raisa, that there's a Chiyav to read them on the Raisa level, Ulafichach, Benea Yeshuvim Shain La Minion, if you have the people in the, in the villages who don't have a minion, they have to come to the place where they have a minion and these Shabbosos in order to hear them because they are Da'oraisa. In other words, how is the Mechaber Paskening? How is the Shulchan Aruch Paskening? He's Paskening straight up like the Chumas Adeshen, who, based on his understanding of the Rush. Now, what happens though if it's not possible to come to a minion? What are you supposed to do? So there you have the Darki Moshe. The Darki Moshe quotes Rav Isaac Tiernau. Rav Isaac Tiernau was, uh, was one of the Rabbanim in Germany in the 1400s uh, who, was, who was preserving the Minhagim of Germany. Um, and so over there, so he wrote a, he wrote a Sefer Minhagim and the, the Ramah quotes him all the time. So Rav Isaac Tiernau writes that what do you do if you, if you don't have a minion? So if it's not possible to, to get to those big cities, you should at the very least you should at least lane the you should at least lane Zachar with uh, with a truck with appropriate truck. That's what he says to do. But Lemaisa, what you see from the Shulchan Aruch is that the Shulchan Aruch is passing like the Truma Sedeshin, and they're most giving you an alternative. What are you supposed to do if you don't if you if you can't actually get into the city? Now, who takes on the Truma Sedeshin? The Magen Avram. The Magen Avram does not like this Truma Sedeshin. The Magen Avram says. I don't really understand why you need to do that. 
I think there's another way to satisfy this mitzvah. And we're going to come back to this mug to this But either way, for now, what you see is, is that do you need a minion in order to, to accomplish the mitzvah of Zachar? From the rush and from the way that the Truma Sadesh and Paskins, it seems pretty clear that you do. The Shochanach seems to Paskin like this uh, Truma Sadeshan. And that if you're in a village and you don't have a minion, you have to go in to the big city in order to get hold of a minion. The Raman doesn't necessarily seem to be holding this way in Sefer Mitzvahs, neither does the Ramban al Torah. But that's how we, we bask in Shulchan Aruch, we bask in like the Truma Sedesha. Okay, so so far what have we discussed? We discussed the basis for, for Parsha Zachar, for the mitzvah of Zachar. We discussed the nature of this mitzvah according to the Rambam, according to the Ramban, that is supposed to lead into to wiping out a Malik physically, whether women are obligated in this mitzvah or not. We discussed when during the year Zachar is supposed to be done. We talked about the opinion of the Rambam, that is Bechol Ace for Ace, the opinion of the Sefer Chinuch, that you just have to make sure not to forget it. So once every once a year or once every two or three years. But then we have the opinion of the Smak, and the way that we basically paskin is that we do it every single year before Purim. We discussed also, does the Zachar need a minion in order to, uh, to be accomplished? So we have the opinion of the Rush as understood by the Chumas Sedeshan, that in fact it does. But on the other hand, the Rambam, the Ramban don't seem to be to hold that way. But in Tzakalacha, Shulchan Aruch Paskins like this Truma Sedeshan, that you need a minion in order to um, fulfill the mitzvah of Zachar. Question is, what exactly do you have to say in order to be Yosef, this mitzvah. And, and I'm saying a little bit more than what we were talking about before. We know that from the Rambam before, the, the Rambam seemed to say that this is a message from the Pesukim that you're supposed to be saying to yourself to keep alive the sinner. And we know, similarly, we know that um, the Ramban also said that this is a message that you're supposed to be relating to the children to tell them there's a mitzvah, we're supposed to be wiping on a malik, you have to constantly remember what they did to us. Okay. But there's an interesting two or three sheetas, maybe we'll get to one or two of them, that, that we find. First of all, we know that the Gemara Megillah says, Zachar es asher asa, right? The, the mission over there says, you're supposed to say Zachar, and this is something that we do in the form of Kriya Torah. That's what it sounds like you're doing, right? From the Balatosis, it sounds like it has to be Kriya Torah. But what's interesting is, what about using Mikra Megillah? in order to fulfill the mitzvah. So interesting is that Ramban al the very same Ramban al who said, I don't really know exactly what this mitzvah is all about, how you're supposed to go about performing the Zechira. The Ramban says, I don't know exactly what this Zechira is. If it's that we're supposed to read Parshas Amalek B'tzibor, in other words, the Ramban says that this would be a basis, if this were true, that Zechira, that the way that you're supposed to accomplish the mitzvah of Zechira is by relaining this, relaining the parts of Amalek, then maybe this would be a basis for Mikra Megillah Manatara. In other words, it seems like the Ramban is entertaining the idea that you can actually satisfy the mitzvah of, of uh, Zachor by laning Mikra Now, that's just something that, he, it's a possibility that he entertains. Ultimately, we know that that's not what he says. But there is a Shita, there is a Posik who does say that you can use Mikra in order to be Yotze the Chiyav of Zachor. Who? The Marcheshes. The Marcheshes is a Sefer written by Rav Chanoch Eges. Rav Chanoch Eges was a major Tamil Chacham 
who um, was the Rav in Vilna. He, he learned in Velazhin. He, he was the Rav in Vilna, and he worked together um, with Rav Chaim Ozer Gizinski. So in his Sefer, Sefer Marcheshes, Chelek Aleph, Simchav Beis, the Marcheshes writes that actually Mikra Megillah contains two mitzvahs that were performing through Mikra Megillah. And he points to two Gemaras to help him with this, with developing this idea. There's the Gemara Megillah Daf Yerchesem and Aleph, and the Gemara Megillah Daf Zainam and Aleph. The Gemara Megillah Daf Yerchesem and Aleph, that's what we referenced before, where the Gemara says that you're, if you read the Megillah, if you, uh, if you read the Megillah by heart, then you're not Yotzei the Mitzvah. The question is, how do you know that? So Rava said it's because there's a linkage between Ksovzos Zikaron Basefer and Vahyam Ma'ila Nizkarim. So the Pasuk in Megillah's Esther says Vahyam Ma'ila Nizkarim. And the Pasuk in the context of the war with Amalek, where Akash tells Moshe Benu Ksovzos Zikaron Basefer. So we see that there's a major interconnection between Megillah's Esther and between Mechias um, Amalek. Now, on the Gemara um, in Megillah Daf and Aleph, that's where Esther wants to include, um, wants uh, Megillah's Esther to make it into the Sefer Tanakh. And so the Chavim say, I'm really sorry, but we're maxed out, unless we can find some basis for this in the Pesukim. And so what is the basis for this in the Pesukim? So the Gemara says, it's this Pasuk. The Pasuk is... What does Esther do? Shalchalem Esther lechachamim kisfunu ladaros, and they send back shalchula halo kasafu lechash shleish shleishim shleishim v'larabim until we find this pasuk ksov zos zikaron basefer. Now remember, ksov zos zikaron basefer is the pasuk in Parshas Pashalach where Hakadosh Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu that you have to write down this in in a sefer. And so what we learn out is that this alludes, and it's a discussion in Tanam how exactly we learn it out, but either way, this ultimately teaches us the idea, to, this is how Esther knows, that it's hinted to in the Torah that we should write down Megillah's Esther, and that should be part of Sefer Tanakh. So now, so based on this, the Marcheshes understands that there's a, that there's a fundamental similarity between um, Megillah's Esther and between Mechias Amalek. And what he ultimately develops based on this is that there are two mitzvahs embedded in Mikra Megillah. The first one is Pirsimanes, that you're supposed to publicize the great miracle that happened. And the second one is Zechiris Mechias Amalek. And that's the way that you do it. The way that you do Zechiris Mechias Amalek, according to the Marcheshes, is through Mikra Megillah. It is it is part and parcel of this pasuk of Sozos Zikaron Basefer that but that this that you're writing down in in into Megillah's Esther is part of Sozos Zikaron Basefer and because it's fundamentally part of Sozos Zikaron Basefer it's part of this mitzvah of Zechiris Mechias Amalek and it's true there's another mitzvah packaged into it of Pirsimanes but when you do Mikra Megillah you're also doing Zechiris Mechias Amalek that's the pin of the Marcheshes. There's one more really fascinating opinion, and that is the opinion of the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram, we noted this Magan Avram before. Remember, the Truman Sedeshin said that if you have an option to go in to be part of a minion for Zachar, or to go in to be part of a minion for Megillah, go in for Zachar, not for Megillah. 
and I know that the, all the communities are going in for Megillah and not for Zohar, but I'm telling you, Zohar is much more important to have a minion for it than for Megillah. The Magan of Ram takes on the Truma Sedashin. The Magan of Ram says, actually, no, I can justify why, why people do what they do. And that's because there is a way to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zohar. How? By listening to Kriya Satora and Purim morning. Kriya Satora and Purim morning is Vayavo Malik. And so, if you listen to those psukim, that is a way of being Yotzi, the mitzvah of Zohar. That's what the Magad Abram says. So you are able to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zohar then, even without, and, and with a minion, if you're going in for Mikr Megillah. Anyway, that's what the Magad Abram says. So, what, to summarize these opinions, for starters, when we talk about when we talk about what exactly do you have to say in order to be Yotze? Well, number one, we have the Rambam, who says, it's a message to ourselves, it's a message, and the Rambam, it's a message to our kids, that we're supposed to be just keeping this this sin alive until we actually get around to wiping out Amalek. We have the second opinion, which was a uh, Havmina of the Rambam al Torah. It was something that he entertained, the Mikra Megillah could maybe be used to accomplish Zachar, but the Marcheshes, um, actually, Rechanoch Egis actually thinks that this is the case. The Mikra Megillah does accomplish Zechiris Mechias Amalek. And then we have the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram says that the way that you can be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Zachar is through Maisa Amalek, is by reading those Pesukim and Peshalach of Ayav Amalek that we, that we read on Purim morning. But ultimately, no. Ultimately, we know that the way that we paskin in halacha, the way that we are ideally supposed to perform the mitzvah of zachar is by reading those psukim of zachar. Okay. So now, if somebody asks you, does zachar have to be read from a sefer Torah, or can you use a chumash in order to read zachar? So we already know most of the answer. For starters, we know that for, according to the Balitosis, according to the Rush, the Chumasadashan, we know that zachar is a kriyas Torah. It is the Kriya Torah of the year that is Da'oraisa, and it requires a minion. And so therefore, it's something that has to be done out of the Sefer Torah. Not only that, from the Gemara Megillah, Dafir Chesam and Aleph, we know that over there, when in that same Gemara that we referenced uh, a few minutes ago, where we have the linkage between Megillah's Esther and Ksovzos uh, Zikaron Basefer, so we learn out that it has to be Basefer, that it's something that has to be out of a safer, and that's in fact, if you look in the uh, Mishnah Brewer and Tafresh Pehei, Sivkat Yadalit, that is how he baskins. Not only that, he says that if you are um, a Yachid, he says if you're in one of those towns that can't get hold of a minion, he says it would be much better when we say that you lane it, you're supposed to be laning it out of a safer Torah. That's certainly, that he, he doesn't say it outright, but that's definitely the way that um, Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Ishi Yisrael understood that Mishnah Brewer. Interestingly, though, is Rav Sternbach. If you take a look at Rav Sternbach and Chuvas van Hagas in Chilak Bey's Shin Dalad Mem, so there he does entertain the possibility that it should be contingent on Chiv Tzibor. In other words, when he is discussing over there the whether women have the obligation to um, go to shul in order to hear Zachar, one of the things that he entertains is that it could be that that depends on a chiv tzibor. Because women don't have a chiv tzibor, they don't, there's no chiv tzibor incumbent upon women to, to get together with a tzibor, to make up a tzibor, to hear the laning. It could be then that for women, all they would really have to do is just read out of Chumash. He's, he even suggests that for Rav Nassim Adler, remember, Rav Nassim Adler was 
the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, who told his Jewish, uh, the, there was a Jewish girl who used to help out in the house, he told her, you have to go to, to hear the lady. So Rav Shermach suggests, maybe the only reason that he did that is that she was illiterate. She couldn't read. But certainly if she was able to read, maybe he would have just thought, maybe he would have just allowed her to read out of a Chumash. Although, we're not going to get into this now, but based on one of the um, shitos in, that we find in Balatosis and Shabbos, Kuftes Vav, Rav Shermach thinks that it might not actually be that way. It might not be sufficient to, to read out of a Chumash. It might be considered to be like reading Balpet. Okay, not for now. But either way, that is a possibility that he does entertain. And again, if you all like the Rambam, it's not clear at all from the Rambam that you would need to read anything out of a Sefer Torah. But again, so what do we have so far? We discussed what's the basis for reading Zachar. We discussed the Sifrei, the, the Sifra from Parshas Bukhukosai. We discussed the nature of this mitzvah, the Rambam, the Ramban that is supposed to segue into Muhammad. We talked about the obligation of women in Zachar, that if you take the Sefer Chinuch, the Sefer Chinuch, the, and you take the Rambam seriously, it sounds like Zachar is interconnected with with Mechias Amalek, and therefore if you hold uh, that women are chayv in the mitzvah of, of Amalek, of wiping out Amalek, then they're chayv in the mitzvah of Zachar, at least on a Daraisa level. We discuss when exactly Zachar is supposed to be done. We know that we do right before Purim, but we know that the Rambam says, Bechol Eis Ve'ez. We know that the Sefer Chinuch says that there's no set time, that you do it once a year, once every two or three years, so that you make sure not to forget. We know that the Smak says to do it before Purim. We explain what exactly that was all about. We discussed whether Zachar needs uh, a minion or not. We discussed the uh, the opinion of the Rush, the Truma Sedeshin, the Rush as understood by the Truma Sedeshin, that it does need a minion, and that's actually how we paskin in halacha. Then we talked about um, whether uh, what it is exactly that you have to say in order to be Yotzi, the uh, unique opinion of the Marcheshes, that in fact you could use Mikra Megillah in order to be Yotzi, the, the mitzvah in theory, and also the opinion of the Magad Avram, that you could use the you, that you could use Vayav uh, the Pesukim that we read on uh, per morning um, as a way to fulfill the mitzvah of Zachar. We also discussed whether you can use Zachar, um, whether to fulfill the mitzvah of Zachar, can you use uh, a Chumash or does it have to be out of the Sefer Torah? From the Malatosis, it seems that you definitely do. From the Gemara Megillah, it sounds like it has to be out of a Sefer, it has to be a Sefer Torah proper. Maybe Shemuk will entertain that it's possible that it'll depend on if there's a Chiv Tzibar, maybe women could read it out of a Chumash. Um, but but uh, the, definitely the way that we paskin um, in Shulchan Aruch, like the Balatosis, is that it has to be um, it's like it creates a Torah, it has to be out of a Sefer Torah, with the Mishaburah Paskins, it has to be out of a Sefer Torah, even if there is no minion. Okay, that is the basic background for um, the mitzvah of Zachar. And so in the next part, we're going to go through Be'ezer Hashem, um, what are you supposed to do for a person who can't make it to shul?